Good morning, MPC family. It is so good to be here with you today. And the words of the song that we sang earlier, Cornerstone, Christ the Lord, Cornerstone, those resonate in me um, and have resonated in me as I prepared this message for today, that Jesus Christ is our cornerstone of everything we do. Last week, we talked about finding purpose in Christ and how that applied to being disciples. And this week, um, part two of a three-part series on discipleship, we're going to talk about maturing in Christ, how that fits into the discipleship path. So as we start today, let me read from God's Word. I'm going to read from the New International Version first. And if you have your Bibles with you this morning, um, turn to Hebrews chapter 6, verse 1. It says this, Therefore, let us move beyond the elementary teachings about Christ and be taken forward to maturity, not lying again the foundation of repentance from acts that lead to death and of faith in God. And then from Mark 20, I'm going to switch over to the New Living Translation. In Mark 4.20, it says this, And the seed that fell on good soil represents those who hear and accept God's word and produce a harvest of 30, 60, or even 100 times as much as has been planted. And then Matthew 7.20 from the New Living Translation. Yes, just as you can identify a tree by its fruit, so you can identify people by their actions. And then John 15.8 from the New Living. When you produce much fruit, you're my true disciples, and this brings great glory to God our Father. Let's pray together. Lord Jesus, our cornerstone, thank you for your redeeming grace and for the call to follow you in love. Give us whole life devotion to you. We confess our weakness, and apart from you, we can't do anything. We have a need for your lordship in our lives. We lift up the next generation of disciples and ask that you would prepare their hearts and stir their souls, help them to hear your voice over the many contradictions in this world. Use us to multiply faith in others as we strive to live lives of discipleship. God, we join together and we pray for an increase in commitment to follow you from our church body and our community. May the influence of this church and its people reach generations to come. All for your glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, like I said earlier, last week we talked about finding purpose in Christ and how that relates to our call as individuals to a life of discipleship or a lifestyle of discipleship. Today, we're going to explore what it means to mature and grow as disciples. You've heard and you're going to hear more of this new language, so to speak. Um, it's exciting. It's in regards to discipleship. And you're going to hear things like maturing disciples making disciples. And you're going to hear words like intentional, relational, sacrificial, and beneficial. All which are going to be shared and discussed in much greater depth 
um, by our discipleship team on September 20th from 6 to 7 p.m. in our first ever live stream from MPC. And it's going to be all about discipleship. So we ask you you join us. There's information on the website. And if you have any questions about that, you can call us and we'll, we'll get you plugged in. Don't you think it's interesting how we can focus and throw ourselves into the areas that we are most passionate about? Um, for years now, I've met with a Saturday discipleship group, a bunch of guys growing together and maturing together. And we were comparing just recently um, discipleship to our love for sports. Everyone in the group loves sports in one way or another. Um, we have one guy that likes football or soccer. We have another guy that's just really into the NFL. We have people that are into basketball. We have it all in that uh, Saturday morning group. Um, and we were talking about the difference between just a fair-weather fan and a devoted follower um, in the sports realm. And, and it's interesting because in America, sports seem to encompass everything. Um, we have just these million, million-dollar athletes, and we fund these million, million-dollar stadiums, and we have all of these fans, and everybody gathers together in this big arena, and people really, really go all out for sports. Well, there's a big difference between a fair-weather fan and a devoted follower. The fair-weather fan, they tend to follow during the season. They step it up a little bit when the, when the playoffs come. Um, once in a while, the fair-weather fan realizes that a trade is going on in their team. Um, and if one of the players on their team makes headlines for good or, or for bad, they tend to know those things. But once the season is over, it kind of tend to lose touch with what's going on. And that's what we would call a fair-weather fan. But then we have these other guys. <laughs> we have these individuals that are not just fans. They are devoted followers of their sports teams. You know, the devoted follower knows all the details they know the players' individual stats. They know the names, and this is one for everybody to think about. They know the names of all the offensive and defensive linemen. <laughs> Not just the quarterbacks and the receivers and the running backs. They know the names of everyone on the entire team. They follow all year long. There's no off-season for them. <laughs> and there is a big difference between somebody that follows like that and somebody who just watches TV and watches a game here and there and talks a little bit about it at work. They follow all year long. There's no off-season for the devoted follower of sports. We all know people who are devoted like that, and they're devoted to every aspect of the game. They can recite numbers and stats and history, all of those things, what the team's plans are, where they're going, how they're developing. They can recite all of these things because it falls in the area of their passion. They develop the passion. One of the biggest parts of being a devoted follower is the allocation of 
time and the allocation of our passion. The devoted follower allocates a great deal of time and a great deal of passion to learn and know everything going on within their team or their sport. If you think about this, it kind of transfers into all areas of our lives. The things we truly value, we pursue with determination and we'll even sacrifice for those things. And it's true, these things tend to move to the forefront of our lives and ultimately they tend to come to define us. They come to define our lives and our mission. When people ask personal questions of you and I, like who are you or what do you do for a living? The important things seem to be showcased right away. As Christians, it's always a challenge to examine our passions and to examine how we really spend our time. As we look at our priorities, we begin to get a gauge on what I would call our spiritual maturity. Our priorities give us a look into our spiritual maturity. So there's a big question that we all need to ask as we examine our spiritual maturity, and that would be this, am I just a fan of Jesus Christ, or am I a devoted follower? And if this sounds like it's going to be just another bad news sermon on what we're not doing right in our lives right now, I want to tell you today that it is absolutely not. Here's an interesting fact that you should think about as you Continue this journey today with me. All of those devoted followers, they started out as fans. They started out as fans. Think about the original guys who followed Jesus. He said, come and follow me, and they did. They started out as a fan, just checking it out to see where it was going to go. And through time and trial, teaching, they matured and they grew into a force that spread the gospel through the entire world. A little taste of Jesus grew into hunger. And hunger led to passion. And passion ultimately led to life change. Isn't that what we're all looking for? We want life change. Here's some really good news for you today if you feel like this is a downer. Here's some really good news. With Jesus, it's never about where you started, but it's always about where you finish. Jesus has taken a lot of rocky, cocky, difficult, angry, hurt, wounded people. And he's molded them into his own image. And they've impacted this world for his kingdom. That's you and I. It doesn't matter where you are on the discipleship path, whether you're a new believer or a fan, or whether you're a devoted follower, there's a place for you in discipleship. There's always room for more of Jesus Christ in our lives. And that's good news. We're all working it out along the way. We're all trying to follow. And as we do, we learn and grow. 
and our faith in Christ increases. There's a place for you. You have to remember in this journey, whether you think you're very advanced in discipleship or you're just taking a look at this for the first time, you have to remember that no one arrives. You know, I think it's put um, so beautifully by Paul in his letter to the Philippians when he says, not that I've already obtained all this or that I've already arrived at my goal, but I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. Brothers and sisters, I don't consider myself yet to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. I press on. I take hold of the things for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. We follow in the steps of our Savior Jesus Christ. We have to forget our failures. We have to forget those things that are behind us. And we have to move on to what God is calling us to. And that's the life of a disciple. So what do we do with all of this? What do we do when life doesn't go our way or when we failed or when we have to start all over again? What do we do? Well, Paul outlines it really clearly. We press on. We press on. You know, I love what the writer of Hebrews instructs in, in Hebrews 10, 22 through 25. He says, let us draw near to God with a sincere heart and with a full assurance that faith brings having our hearts sprinkled to cleanse us from guilty conscience and having our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess for he who promised is faithful. And let us consider how we might spur one another on toward love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day approaching. You see, this is why MPC, this is why this church exists. This is why you were created. To love, to encourage, to teach, to grow, and resource Christians, pre-Christians, ones that aren't quite there yet, all the way to devoted followers of the Lord Jesus Christ. This church exists to share the good news, to be a training center and eventually a launch pad for maturing disciples to make disciples. Jesus' final words become our end in mind. We have to work with an end in mind. He gave it to us. Jesus directed us. He commanded us. His final words of go and make disciples, baptizing, teaching, training, all the things I did for you, do for them. That's our aim. That is our goal. That is how we finish well. Jesus' final words, they, they become our end in mind as we immerse ourselves in who Jesus is. His mission becomes our mission. We need to replicate, we need to duplicate, flourish, reframe, teach, study, group up, counsel, and even have some fun along the way as we do all of this. It all works together for the glory of God in discipleship.
We need to use the tools at hand. We need to use the place where God has put us, and we need to work with the people that he has placed there, and above all else, we need to encourage, encourage one another to finish well. That's why the news is so good. It's not about what we've done or how we've done it. It's about how we can finish. That's the life of a disciple. Encouraging others to finish well. Encouraging others to mature. Sharing our experiences with others so that they might grow and understand God better. The measure of a Christian life, it's not the list of individual benefits that you get when you accept Jesus. But it's a transforming call to follow Jesus and adopt his purpose for life. This is the discipleship path. I want to finish with this question today. Are you a fan or are you a follower of Jesus Christ? Wherever you are in that process, you're okay. God has you. Your discipleship team, the group here, that's trying to spearhead a a movement of discipleship, a culture of discipleship here, we're here to help you and encourage you to mature and make disciples. That's why we formed. It's not something that we do from the top down. It's something that we all do together. And in the coming weeks, you're going to hear more and more about what this means. It's not a program. It doesn't mean that you drop everything that you're doing um, and that Bible studies and groups and all those things become irrelevant or Sunday school doesn't mean anything anymore. It's nothing to do with those things. It means all of those things mean more than they ever have before. And that we're working with an end in mind that everybody would know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior and that we would be disciples maturing and making disciples. That everyone who comes to this place, everyone that's part of this body called MPC, would find part in that mission. That they'd use the gifts given by God. That they'd use those gifts to work in a single direction as we all work together for the glory of God through Jesus Christ. You know, you might be wondering this morning, I don't even know what my gifts are, and we want to be able to help you with that. And I want to let you know, if you're interested in finding out what your spiritual gifts are, then contact us at the church office, and we'll set you on track um, to start looking at what your spiritual gifts are and how you might use those things. It'll open up a whole new world of ministry once you know that. Like I said, wherever you are, whoever you are, we're here to help you and encourage you to mature. And ultimately, we want to follow Christ's command to his church to go and make disciples of all nations. Can't do it without you. Let's pray together. Lord, help us to act on your word and answer your call as mature disciples. To move from watchers or lookers to the doers. 
help us to see others with your eyes, the way you see them, the way you value them. Help us through the power of your Holy Spirit to commit ourselves to lives of discipleship and to obey all of your commands. And where we struggle, give us strength. And where we fail, give us your grace. But unite us, bring us together as we work towards a common goal of sharing your kingdom with the world around us. Thank you so much, Jesus, for never giving up on us. Thank you so much that we have so many chances to follow you. God, I just pray that we'd see a movement in this church like we've never seen before. We come to life under the banner of maturing disciples, making disciples. All for your glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I touched on it a little earlier in my message this morning. Um, but we will be hosting here at MPC on September 20th the first ever live stream from the sanctuary. It's going to be a controlled group, a socially distanced group, but it's going to be your discipleship team. You're going to hear from some people that you know and love, and we're going to unpack what it means, our vision for discipleship, what Christ's vision for discipleship was and some things that we can do and key on together as we move forward in this walk. So our goal is that everybody would tune in on the 20th from 6 to 7 in the evening. And ultimately that every person, every member of this body would reach out and start to meet with one or more people in an effort to make disciples. Wouldn't that be awesome? So join us on the 20th for that live stream. If you've already been touched by these messages or God speaking to you about it right now, I want to encourage you to go to our website, www.mpclife.com, and on the website is a tab for discipleship. You can fill out a form right now that says, hey, put me in a group. I'm ready. I want to, I want to get on this path. I want to start to meet with others. I want to discuss these things. I want to see what my part could be in all of this. Fill out that form and we'll touch base with you. We've had a really great response so far to all of this from rooftop church on Sunday nights to uh, the last couple of Sundays. The response has been really great and very encouraging, and it tells us that God's moving in this place. So thanks for being with us today. May God bless you and keep you. In the name of Jesus, we all say amen.